Welcome to Wood Talk for woodworkers by woodworkers. Now, here are three guys who, if combined, would make one hell of a woodworker Mark, Matt, and Shannon. All right, it's Wood Talk number 268 for August 17th, 2015. On today's show, we're talking about the pros and cons of moving a shop into the basement. But before we get to that, I'd like to thank a few special donors uh, Timothy Klusendorf, Stephen Hamis, Charles Curtis, Jim Miggs, David Nonamura, Tuong Jiang. I'm doing really good today. Russell Haynes and Steve Avery. Thank you so much, folks, for helping us out with donations. And if uh, you want to do that too, you can just go to woodtalkshow.com, look over in the right-hand column, and you'll see some donation links for either a one-time or small recurring donations. And any help you can give us to keep the lights on here is certainly appreciated. So thank you very much, everyone who does that to help us out. Uh, Now, you might notice something's a little bit different about this show. We're on vacation until September 14th. So this show will not be in the typical format that you're used to, but our goal is to provide you with woodworking information and inspiration even while we're on our summer break. So sit back, relax, and let Matt massage your earballs as he answers a listener question about basement workshops. So this question hit the scrap pile not too long ago, and it comes in from Sean. And Sean wrote, Hey guys, I have a bit of a dilemma, and I would like your opinions. My shop is currently in my two-car garage. Now, I'm limited to only one bay, though, because my wife thinks her car is somehow worthy of the other bay. I also store all the lawn equipment, kids' toys, etc. in that bay. So... After all that, I'm left with roughly 300 square feet of shop space, and I've been kicking around the idea of moving my shop to our basement and would like to know what you guys think. My basement is currently almost empty and isn't being used. It isn't finished, but it is pretty much wide open, and there aren't many obstructions to watch out for. So the basement is roughly 1,300 square feet, has 8-foot ceilings, and three full-size windows in a row. There's even an oversized entry door with only three steps to go down, so getting lumber in and projects out wouldn't be too tough. It's also insulated, which the garage is not, and here in the Northeast, it's a big plus, and it could also be finished very easily. Now, the biggest downsides I can see would be losing the large garage doors and easy access for moving lumber, projects, and tools, the high ceilings, and the ability to be as loud as I want and of course not getting dust throughout the house. In the basement, I feel I would gain the ability to work comfortably year-round, a larger space that is all mine, and easy access anytime. If you were in my shoes, what would you do? What are the pros and cons for both? As being the resident basement woodworker in this group, it was pretty easy for me to find all the pros and of course some of the cons of being in the basement. And there are plenty of them out there, but I'm going to definitely highlight the ones that I think really, really stand out. Now, for me, the pros of a basement workshop are pretty much the ones that Sean's already listed, especially considering that Sean has three full-size windows, an entry door with easy access, and the floor space is currently wide open and relatively unobstructed. I'd love to have something very similar, considering that my own shop is only half the basement of my house, has zero windows, and I have to carry everything down a flight of stairs after I maneuver it around a somewhat tight angle to get it to the stairs once I've passed through our attached garage. So I've got a little maneuvering whenever I want to get down there. Now, while an entry door is obviously not the same as a set of garage doors, even an oversized one, chances are most of the projects that Sean will be building are meant to reside in a residential space. So as a result, Sean's probably going to be designing them to fit through the doorways anyways. 
And while certainly materials such as sheet goods and rough lumber are much easier to carry into a shop when they can be just simply pulled directly off a trailer or a truck bed and then carried across the shop to a bench or storage rack, any inconvenience of having to lug them down and around to the basement entry will be pretty much offset by the overall convenience of simply being able to leave your tools and projects where they were sitting the last time you were working in the shop because you're no longer sharing that floor space with cars or any of those other garage-related items. In other words, the big pro is you don't have to share and clean up after yourself each and every time. Although I do recommend definitely cleaning up after yourself as much as you can, but we'll talk about that in just a second, or at least we'll allude to it. Now, there are, of course, some obvious cons to the basement, which are most specifically concerns about sawdust and noise leaking out into the rest of the house. Now, unfortunately, these aren't entirely avoidable, but there are ways to minimize them, and you'd be surprised at how much it really helps to go a long way when you take these efforts to minimize them. Again, there's no way to really completely eliminate all of these things in a basement workshop, but minimizing it really, really does go a long way with the family. So for the sawdust concerns, I produced a video back in 2009 addressing the topic and steps that I took in my own basement workshop. And the video is in episode 351. It's titled Minimize the Dust, and it can be found on my website at mattsbasementworkshop.com. Now we'll make sure to have links in the show notes to the video to make it that much easier for you to get there. But I'm going to share some of the key steps that I had made uh, in that video that have had the biggest impact for myself. Now, one of the most obvious and most frequently overlooked steps is doing something as simple as simply closing the door to your shop. Creating physical barriers between your shop and the rest of the house goes a long way to minimizing sawdust from traveling outside of it. Another somewhat obvious but frequently overlooked step you can take is to have a dedicated pair of shop shoes. Now, whenever I've mentioned this one, I kind of get these funny stares like, are you serious? Are you really being serious about this one? But I can guarantee a vast majority of sawdust making its way into the house can be eliminated by simply removing your shoes before you actually leave the shop. I've even gone so far as to have a complete change of clothes to make sure I leave the dust where I made it at the end of the day. Now, of course, you could also take the time to run a shop vac hose over your body, or if you have a compressor, to blow the dust off with that too. But I cover a couple of the other steps I've taken to the physical structure of my shop area to help minimize the dust, again, in that video that I mentioned. So please take a look at that. Some of them are really, really simple, and you might be thinking, why didn't I think of that before? Now, in regards to noise, here you're even more limited, but there are certainly ways to minimize the amount of noise that's leaking out. And typically, the largest source of noise production is through the vibrations of the tools onto the floor. Now, a way to decrease that is through using something like rubber pads under the biggest offenders. It won't come close to dropping that noise down to a whisper, but again, it's going to minimize a lot of it. And it's going to help to take a little bit and make it go a long way. Now, my own strategy is simply to locate the biggest noisemakers in my shop to the furthest corner of the basement from the living spaces. Family are so much more tolerant of the noise when it's easier to cancel out with the least amount of effort. In other words, not having to turn the TV all the way up to like level 1000 or something to get around it. If they just have to turn it up a little bit, you'd be amazed at how much more tolerant they are if you're being down in the basement and working on a project. Now, Sean already indicated the basement is insulated, which is something that will also help to reduce the noise leaking out. And just like with my advice about creating barriers between the shop and the rest of the house to minimize sawdust leakage, the same is very true for noise. 
depending on the existing insulation, while the initial expense might be high, adding or replacing it with something very specific for noise reduction could be a great upgrade for you. And because you have full 8-foot ceilings, I would seriously consider adding another barrier such as drywall over the top of that insulation. In fact, I might as go so far as to beef up the ceiling, particularly right above my loudest noisemakers, with an extra layer or two, just to really, again, create that barrier so that the noise isn't going to be able to leak through quite as easily. I can say without a doubt, this is something that I would love to do in my shop, but unfortunately, I can't since the ceiling is only seven foot. But the more barriers you install, again, I can't say this enough, the harder it is for the noise to get out. So if you have ductwork that is overhead in the noisy area, this is something else that you might want to consider insulating or somehow isolating as much as possible. And depending on whether it's rigid or not, noise could travel through them also. In fact, that tends to be the uh, conduit for which much of the noise gets out of the basement workshop. Now, in regards to lighting, as I indicated for my own shop, I have to rely entirely on overhead lights since I have zero windows. But Sean, you indicated that you have three windows, so that means you already have light coming in, but you're going to want to add and maybe even enhance it. Now, all of my light comes from daylight type fluorescent bulbs, and they work really great for me. But you're definitely going to want to check out an article or two about the type of bulbs to use and maybe even the replacement. In fact, a good resource to go to is our very own Mark Spagnello. He's got some great articles about when he was building his shop and the actual placement of his lights and the type that he used. So we're going to put in a link in the show notes for those. Uh, one piece of advice I would offer is to take advantage of that natural light provided by the windows. This is definitely where I would locate my workbench uh, for a couple of reasons. One simply is so I can enjoy the view while looking out at the bench and and two, the natural light can be a huge benefit when it comes to looking at intricate details of a project. So definitely take advantage of that as much as you can. And that pretty much wrapped up my original answer to Sean. Now, of course, Sean did respond with a follow-up email, and it was, would you recommend me finishing the basement or just leaving it open? I'm thinking if I finish it, I can really seal it up well and enclose things such as the furnace, or the water heater, etc., and that I don't want around finishing vapors or getting covered in sawdust. Now, this is a frequent topic that comes up, not only regarding a basement workshop, but also garage shops and really any type of shop that is attached to a house. Uh, it is a common practice to want to do finishing in your workshop. I mean, it only makes sense. That way you're moving the project uh, as infrequently as possible. So you don't have to worry about dings and dents and whatever else is going to happen. But when it comes to actually finishing in a basement and or in a uh, detached garage, there are some issues. So my response to Sean, and this is the part he hasn't heard yet. So Sean, this is brand new to you. In regards to finishing the basement, if I had the workspace, I'd most likely leave it the way it is, except for the addition of, again, any barriers I would install to minimize noise and sawdust from leaking out. There is something to be said about adding, say, something like paneling to the walls so you could easily attach shelving or storage cabinets to it without having to drill directly into the cement or cinder block walls of a typical basement. Now, I currently don't have this option on my walls, but it is always something that I play around with because it really does make it that much easier to, again, attach things to the wall and then also you could paint it but of course you could paint just regular cement or cinder block walls but adding that paneling also to some degree or another will help to dampen some of the noise that's coming out because the, the wood's going to absorb some of the vibration so that's maybe another plus to actually finishing the basement 
As for enclosing items such as the furnace and the water heater, people get really overly concerned about them and the possibility of sawdust igniting a fire. But honestly, if you have an adequate dust collection system and keep your shop relatively clean, it's a non-issue. And by adequate dust collection system, I mean something as simple as a shop vac and maybe even like a broom and dustpan. Now, I know this for a fact because I have had my table saw and my workbench as direct neighbors with both of my gas-powered furnace and water heater in two separate households over 15 years, and I have yet to have had an issue. In fact, even when I neglect a pile or two for up to a week, um, it really has never, ever been something that has been overly concerning. Now, I think enclosing them actually isn't a bad idea. Just remember to make them easy to get to, obviously, for filter changes or maintenance as needed. But it's really completely up to you if you want to go ahead and enclose these just for peace of mind. But like I said, for the for two households, two different shops over 15 years, I have yet to seriously run into any issue at all. Now, as for finishing in the basement, this is a really big one. And this is something I definitely don't recommend to anyone, especially if you're thinking about spray finishing or if you if your finish of choice is anything other than, say, shellac or possibly even some water-based polys, although that one, there are certain moments when I really kind of question it. The main reason is just simply the fact that the smell will permeate throughout the house regardless of your setup. It's not fun for anyone, and it can actually potentially cause some health issues. In this scenario, I just simply suggest a plan to reutilize the garage as your finish area. Again, the convenience of being able to do everything in one location is awesome, but the reality is in a shop that is shared with the rest of the house, especially a basement shop, there has to be a certain compromise that you have to make. And when it comes to finishing, that's where I make my compromise. And for certain, I do not do any of my finishing in the basement itself, other than perhaps say if I am working, especially with just the shellac. In fact, I will go so far as to say anything other than a shellac, it gets moved elsewhere. Now, I'm sure there are other things I'm overlooking, but quite honestly, a basement workshop that has been designed for the comfort and safety of the woodworker and their family is really a great shop to have. It's an easy solution for a year-round location for the woodworker. And even though you think you'll be missing out on the big garage doors for easy movement of sheet goods or projects and large tools in and out of the shop, the fact that you have an oversized uh, entry door directly into the shop and it's really only a few steps in and out to get to it, that's going to make all the difference. And you too will discover that you really, really are glad that you have a basement workshop. So a huge thanks to Sean for sending in that email. We really appreciate hearing from all of you. And if you have a comment, a question, or a topic suggestion, there are several different ways to contact us. Leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is woodtalkonline. Call our voicemail line at 623-242-5180. Email us at kickback at woodtalkshow.com. Or of course, you can leave us a comment on our Woodtalk Facebook page. And if you're looking for the show notes or downloads from today's show or previous episodes, including the links that I mentioned earlier in this episode, you're going to find those over at woodtalkshow.com. So until the next time, folks, take care. 